You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Yeah, hallelujah. Amen. So good to be in church today. And uh, we're going to continue with our series. We, um, we started last week. What do we call it? God's Combined Harvester. <laughs> God's combined harvester. All right? Why don't you stretch your hands to me? Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We glorify you. Thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Lord, I ask that you will anoint these lips of clay and speak to your people. Activate, oh Father, your spirit, your power, oh Lord God, to harvest to harvest souls, Lord God, let there be a release upon us as a house. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So a combined harvester is a multifunctional machine for crop harvesting. All right. It's, 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 it's used, um, like last week, our brother Jacob he shared with us, he explained to us a little bit, uh, because he's an agricultural economist. So that's his field. Um, so a combined harvester can harvest up to 80 different types of crops. Can you imagine that? So many types of crops that, uh, that uh, can be harvested by that single machine. Okay, and um, it, 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 it does it in different ways, reading it out to you. I'm not an expert, but listen to me. So, so the word combine refers to the combination of these sequential tasks in the harvesting activity. All right? Number one is for reaping, which means cutting or gathering crops like rice and barley, wheat, soya, and so on. Okay? So it reaps. Then not only does it reap, it also threshes. So it, it reaps and it threshes. That is, it beats and separates the seeds. It does some kind of separation as well. Um, but not only that, it also does the winnowing, which means the freeing of the grain from the lighter particles, that's from the chaff and the dirt. So that's what a combined harvester would do. So God has his own combined harvester. Okay. Remember we read from Matthew chapter, in fact, let's go there, Matthew chapter 9. My Lord. In Matthew chapter 9, then, verse 35, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest 
truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. All right. So, the Lord of the harvest, that's the Father himself. God the Father is the Lord of the harvest. Now, I want to say to you that his combined harvester is the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Yeah. So, the Holy Spirit is God's combined harvester. And he is here to help us to harvest the city. Are you available for that? Are you ready for that? Are you ready to be used to bring in the harvest? Are you ready to be anointed? To be anointed to go out there, heal the sick, cast out demons. Come on. Raise the dead. Are you ready for that? The power has been given. The power has been given and he wants us to go out. And the Holy Spirit can harvest any kind of crop. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether it is red, white, brown, yellow, Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether it's a professor. It doesn't matter whether it is a uneducated pauper. It doesn't matter. A soul is a soul. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. A soul in Midran and a soul in Oliven are the same price. Amen. A soul in Santin and a soul in God. And it doesn't matter the pigmentation of your skin. A soul is a soul. It doesn't matter your status. A soul is a soul. The same price was paid. Jesus paid with his blood. He paid with his blood. So it doesn't matter. You can see somebody out there in the street and who looks Deserted and homeless is still a soul. It's still a soul. It's still precious before God. Because there are some people that value souls from Santon more than souls from the township. That is wrong. The same blood of Jesus was shed. Was shared for every soul. For every soul. And your village. Jesus paid for your village. To get saved. And those of you that your villages are in Soweto and. (laughs) You don't have a village. Just say that. Somebody told me last week that their village is Waterfall Village. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, can, you, um, can you imagine such a thing? But a soul is a soul. The same blood of Jesus avails for everyone. It doesn't matter whether it's the Queen of England. Hallelujah. Or whether it's the President of the United States. Or the President of South Africa. A soul is a soul. The same blood of Jesus pays for that soul. So we must value every soul. We must value every soul. Think about the price Jesus paid. Jesus went about, went about teaching in their synagogues. He was going to the religious institutions teaching. Okay? Teaching in their synagogues and then preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was preaching all over the place. So it doesn't matter whether they are um, um, lawyers and doctors of the law, he was preaching to them. Then he went to the villages as well, preaching. Went to their towns, preaching. Whether they are high-placed people or they are low-class people, Jesus made no distinction. He made no distinction. He went for them all. And we are going to go for them all. Hallelujah. We are going to go for them all. Because the gospel has the power to change. To change every life. There is no life that cannot be changed by the power of the gospel. So we have, we have the Holy Spirit himself ready to help us. But are we ready to go? Are we ready to go? He says, he said in verse, verse 37, he says, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We are so few here. Imagine the whole of Midran. How many are we? We are so few to reach every household in this city. But we need to start from somewhere. Amen. We need to start from somewhere. He says, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers into his harvest. You know that word pray, you know, where he says pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers. That word send in the Greek. The word send in the Greek is ekbalo. It means to compel. It means to eject. It means to force out. Hallelujah. So we, we're, we're praying that the Lord will ekbalo you. Get you out of your comfort zone. Some of us are too comfortable to obey God. And may God disturb our comfort so that we can obey him. Hallelujah. Okay, somebody doesn't like what I've just said now. Say, <laughs> so I'm okay, Pastor, just leave me alone. No. Jesus said we should pray that the Father will ekbalo you. He will compel you. He will propel you. He will push you out forcefully. So when you get too comfortable, that's when trouble comes. Because God has a way of making trouble to force his people to obey him. 
throughout history. There are many instances in history where God did that. But I'll give you one example. In Acts chapter 1, let's look at Acts chapter 1. Jesus makes, keep your fingers here, we'll come back, we'll come back to, 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 to Matthew, you know. Um, let me, let's look at Acts chapter 1. Jesus, before he left, okay, before he ascended to heaven, was speaking to his disciples. In fact, let's read from verse 4, although what I want is in verse 8. It says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly read, Not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his authority, but you shall receive power. That's it. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You shall receive power. Okay? And then he says, you shall be witnesses. So when you receive the power, the power is for you to be a witness. The power is for you to be a witness. The power is not for you just to feel anointed. The power is not just for you to be respected. Okay, because some of us want to be anointed so that we can be recognized. That's not the reason for the anointing. At least now, don't know that, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm now anointed. They'll respect me now. No, 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 no. The reason for that is not for respect. It's for you to be a witness. The Holy Spirit, God's combined harvester, is given to us so that we can bring in the harvest. The reason why you're speaking in tongues is not just so that you'll be edified. I know when you speak in tongues, you are edified. The Bible even says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but to God. Alright? It says he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So when you speak, you are edifying yourself. But why are you, what are you being edified for? What's the purpose of edification? The purpose for edification. Are you hearing me? That's the reason for the Holy Spirit. That's the reason Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem. Wait. Tarry. Wait for the promise of the Father. Wait. Don't don't do anything. I know I've taught you many things for these three and a half years, and you have a lot of head knowledge. You know a lot of scriptures, but don't go yet. Wait, wait. For God's combined harvester. Hallelujah. And when he comes, he, you, know, you receive power. He brings dunamis. Power, power. Explosive power. He brings explosive power. When you receive that power, that power is for witnessing. Amen. 
That's the purpose. Say, oh, Pastor, just pray for me. I really want God to bless me. I want to be blessed. What's the purpose for the blessing? It's for the harvest. It's for the harvest. Why should God bless you? What are you doing with blessing? After you've eaten and you are full, what next? The next thing is the harvest. Are you following me? Oh, you say, oh, pastor, pray for me. I'm sick. I want to be healed. Why do you want to be healed? It's for the harvest. You need healthy bodies so that you can go out and minister to people. It's not just so that you feel good. You see, the, we have missed it. We have lost it. As the body of Christ, we have lost it. Everything is just for consumption. We have developed a consumer mentality whereby everything should just be wasted and, you know, on us, that's all. And we don't think about the person next door. We don't think about the harvest. And that's why people get offended. People come to church and they are ups upset. Nobody greeted me well this morning. It's not about you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. It's not about you. It's about the harvest. Hallelujah. So God doesn't mind offending you so that he can get you to go into the harvest field. That's why he will ekbalo you. I pray that God will disturb your comfort. Yeah. We need, to, we, we need to wake up. So he told them, they're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. So do you know what? Holy Ghost came. All right? In Acts chapter 2, power. They're speaking in tongues. Everybody looking, oh my, what is this? These people are drunk. What, what are they doing? No, 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 no. Peter says, no, 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 no. These are not drunk as you suppose. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He says, this is the Holy Spirit. This is that prophecy that Joel prophesied. This is the fulfillment of that. Why did Joel prophesy that? So that they will feel good and feel special? No, it's for the harvest. It's for the harvest. So, after Peter finished speaking, 3,000 people got saved. In one day. Kula Baha. What are we going to do when 3,000 people get saved in one day? Let me tell you, it's coming. Turn to someone and say, it's coming. Hallelujah. It's coming. We're going to see such manifestations. Why? Because it's the same combined harvester that they got that we have. The same Holy Spirit that they have. That's what we have. The same gospel, the same word of God that we have that they had as well. So they stay there, and then before you know it, the next time Peter spoke, 5,000 people get saved. <laughs> so the church has become a mega, mega church overnight. And then they, you know, they're busy now looking everybody, you know, I don't want to go into all the scriptures, but you see, by the time you get to chapter 6, 
Oh my goodness. I'm sure there were probably about 30,000 by then. Now they start complaining. Oh no, you know, there's no they're complaining. They're, we're not get, getting our the distribution. The Greeks, the Hellenists, they are complaining. The widows, these are complaining. We're not receiving. Because the, the move of God brought in a lot of provision. So much that there was no need among the people. May we get to the point that there will be no need. No need unmet in our midst. Hallelujah. Look at Acts chapter 6 verse 1. It says now... Um, no, 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 no. Verse... Acts chapter 6. Yeah, okay, let's read. Let's read from verse 1. Now in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplying... Can you see that? They were multiplying. Okay? God wants to bring us to a place of multiplication. Before you get to multiplication, we need to be fruitful. So we need to be fruitful. Then when we are fruitful, then we multiply. Hallelujah. So he wants to bring us to that place, that place, where we can begin to multiply. Because, you see, when you read from Acts chapter 3, um, in fact, chapter 2, from chapter 2, look, look, look at, okay, let me show you one or two places. Huh? They were added to the church. How many disciples were added? In chapter 2, verse 46, and praising God, having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church. You see there, he added to the church daily. Those who were being saved. He added daily. Okay? And uh, as, you, as, as you go on from there, now by the time you get to chapter 6, it was no more addition. It's now multiplication. Exponential growth. Hallelujah. Exponential growth. It was just... The numbers, you couldn't count them anymore. There were too many. So it was at that time that complaints started. Now they became so self-absorbed. And they forgot Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Okay? So they just remain in Jerusalem. They remain in Jerusalem and Jesus is there sitting down and saying, I didn't just die for Jerusalem. What about Samaria? Huh? What about Judea? What about the ends of the earth? I also died for them. You can't just remain in the Bless Me Club in Jerusalem. And then you are complaining about little things that don't matter. We're talking about souls. You are talking about food. So do you know what happened? God now stirred up something. Alright? God allowed God allowed persecution. The disciples, they have increased as you read down in verse 
um, chapter 6, you read down, you know, Stephen, Stephen is, is a, he's arrested. This guy is, is one of those people that was, was um, ordained as deacons to look after the people. Philip, Stephen, and, and others. Okay? Go take care of those things. The apostles said, we will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Let these people take care of all these matters you are complaining about. But my point is that they didn't remember to go to Judea. They didn't remember to go to Samaria. They didn't remember the ends of the earth. It was all a beautiful Jerusalem. Huh? Jerusalem. <laughs> so they were busy singing that song. What is it called again? <laughs> Everybody in the world is singing Jerusalem. Instead of, instead of going, they remain there having parties, singing, dancing, celebrating, enjoying their salvation and enjoying the Holy Ghost, enjoying divine health, enjoying prosperity. Come on. Yeah. They forgot the harvest. They forgot the harvest. And guess what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. As Stephen begins to preach, these people decided to seize him, and they killed Stephen. He was stoned to death. Persecution came. And the next, Philip ended up in Samaria in chapter 8. By the time you know it, he's there in Samaria. What Jesus said you should do without persecution, you refuse to do. Now persecution has forced you to go to Samaria, and he went there, and the whole city was shaken. He has been carrying that power all along. He didn't do anything with it. Do you get my point? He was there carrying, you know, doing it to, to, to carry food to the windows, to do this. And carrying all, using that, all that power. And sometimes they'll have doctrinal debates. Should we baptize? Should we submerge? Should we sprinkle? Should we? Come on. The church is full of debates now. How were you baptized? Were you baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Or were you baptized in the name of Jesus? And they will, they will argue all day. Meanwhile, the harvest is there. The harvest is there. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is just grieved. And it's like, can't you see? Can't you see? So may we not allow God to begin to stir up some hardships that will compel us to obey Him. Okay? It's better now to just take steps and get out of your comfort zone. Even if you are not comfortable, just, just do it. Because if God has to make you to do it, you will have some scars. 
Like they lost, they lost uh, Stephen. They also lost James. They lost James. All that because Jesus died for everyone. The blood of Jesus was shed for everyone. Amen? Yes. Oh my goodness. That's how, that's, and, and several times God has done that. So let me tell you, he still knows how to ekbalo people. And may we not wait. The reason why you are healthy is because of the harvest. Okay? The reason why you have a job is because of the harvest. Okay? The reason why you are at peace today is because of the harvest. <laughs> yeah, it's because of the harvest. Remember, he says in First, first Timothy chapter 2, chapter 2 verse 2, where he says, uh, um, first of all, I beseech you, let's go there. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 2, verse, verses 1 and 2, that supplications, intercessions, Giving of thanks be made for all men. Huh? For all men. Why? Let's open it quickly. It says, Intercessions, verse 1. Verse 1 says, first of all, it says, therefore I exhort First of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Okay? For all men. For kings. And all who are in authority. The reason why we pray. That's why I said, I've said many times, prayer is not about you. Although God cares about you. Reason for prayer. Okay? I know it sounds like bad news to somebody, but it's okay. It sounds disappointing, but it's okay to be disappointed a bit and then you are aligned. Then you get more results when you align. When you are out of alignment, you won't get results. So he says, first of all, how many people know first things first? Remember when we talked about protons, the power of the first. First of all, the proton of prayer. This is it. Okay? Prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men. First of all, it's not for you. First of all, it's for all men. First of all, prayer is not for you. First of all, prayer is for the harvest. Are you getting my point? First of all, prayer is not for your miracle. First of all, prayers for the harvest. First of all, it's for the harvest. Okay? It's been made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. Why? Look at, look at the reason. Look at the reason. Can you see God's wisdom? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Why should you lead a quiet 
and peaceful life because of the harvest. Can you see what's happening in Ukraine? People are running. Who, who has time to listen to the gospel when there is war? When, when there is war, people are running for their lives. You can't say now, come, listen, this is what Jesus is. No, 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 everybody is trying to, is trying to save their life. So the reason why we need a quiet and peaceable life is so that the weakest, that's the purpose. All right, and verse 3, let's look at verse 3. It says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. All right? It's good when we pray like that. When our priorities in prayer are in order, it is good. All right, verse 4. Look at. He says, Who desires? Can you see? Can you see? He desires all men to be what? To be saved. The whole, the, the whole thing is about the harvest. That's the purpose. God anoints you because of the harvest, He blesses you because of the harvest, He gives you a wife because of the harvest. He gave you a husband because of the harvest. Everything is linked to the harvest. You know, some people, after they get married, then they, they don't come to church anymore. They, they, they're not interested. They've gotten what they, they want. They're satisfied now. They're no more faithful. They're no more diligent. They're no more, oh, my. I just want to enjoy my. Why do you want to enjoy your life? You should enjoy it, yes, but not at the expense of the harvest. Everything is linked to the harvest. He desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants people to know the truth. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You see, that is why. That is why you're being blessed. That is why. If you don't get this, you've missed the whole plot. Tell me, who are you? If you are not interested in the harvest, why should he promote you? For what? Why should he open a door for you? For what? If you don't, if you're not interested in the harvest, why should he do that for you? You see, sometimes we're so entitled and we lose sight of the heart of God, the heartbeat of God. We lose sight of what Jesus, Jesus is bleeding. He's, he's shedding tears. He bled for the harvest. And that's what brought you in. Somebody. You are here because somebody was not too comfortable to obey God, to speak to you, and to show you the way. Am I correct? Yeah. So we need to wake up. We need to wake up. 
The Holy Spirit is God's combined harvester. He has the capacity to bring in all kinds of harvest at the same time. Hallelujah. But He needs you. Because even the combined harvester, there are other things that work with the combined harvester. Do you know that Holy Spirit cannot preach? He, he's, he's, he, he's not the one. He, preaching, the Father did not ordain for the Holy Spirit to be the preacher. He needs you. Amen. The Holy Spirit can preach through you, through your mouth. <laughs> Are you getting me? Amen. Yes, He will use your mouth. Amen. But He will not stand there and then just announce from everybody. No, that is our responsibility. It's our responsibility. Say, Lord, use me. Use me to harvest. Use me to bring in the harvest. Amen. And you know that God will use each and every one of us differently. We're not the same. Why are we different? Why are we so different from each other? Why? Because God has different tools. He has different tools. He has different methods to reach different people. Different kinds of people. Yes. So if you are that bubbly person, that sanguine person who just, when you just come in, everybody, hey, buddy, God will use that. It is for the harvest. Amen. Yeah. But if you are the person, if you are that melancholic person that is so quiet, so reserved, God wants to use that. It's for the harvest. Say it's for the harvest. Yeah, it is for the harvest. If you are that choleric person that is so bossy all over the place, it is for the harvest. It's for the harvest. It's all for the harvest. Everything is for the harvest. Why did, why did God give you a car? It's for the harvest. It's not just for you to move around, just visiting everybody and not sharing anything with them. You just go drink this, eat, have coffee here and go back and then just chill. Souls are perishing. It's for the harvest. So you can go everywhere that he wants you to go. Can you see? Everything, it should be all about the harvest. About the harvest. So, well, you know, Pastor, I'm just, I am just, um, I'm very reserved. I'm peace-loving. Peaceful, phlegmatic person. It's for the harvest. It's also for the harvest. So, God will use you, but you have to make yourself available. You have to agree to be used. 
You have to agree to be used. He won't force you. But if you don't, if you don't agree, you will suffer. You know, you will miss out on some blessings because you will not allow him to use you. Those hands are anointed. Amen? Those lips are anointed. Those legs are anointed. How beautiful are the feet of those. Hallelujah. Who bring forth the good news. Announcing news of great how does he put it? News, great tidings. Hallelujah. Tidings of good things. You know, we have our feet prepared, short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's why you have feet. It's for the harvest. Amen. Walking around. Even people on wheelchairs are... How many people have seen Nick? Nick, the guy that has no knee, limbs. No hands, no legs. But look at him. His condition, he used the harvest. Hey! So what are we doing? There's no excuse. No excuse. You say, oh, pastor, I don't really know much. That is right. Even your lack of knowledge, huh? combine it with your testimony. And it's powerful. <laughs> yeah. All you need to do, share your testimony with somebody. And God can use that. God will use that use that. Whatever you give to the Holy Spirit, He will use. Obviously, it helps when you come. When you come, there's, there's outreach on Saturday. There's training. Jesus at the door, training. It's good when you are equipped, when you are trained, when you... It's good. But what I'm saying is that even without that, you have no excuse. But when you have the opportunity to be equipped and you refuse to come, to be equipped. What? Whose fault is it now? Oh, well, you know, uh, uh, we plan to go to Hartis. You know, we're going to have a bride there. I hope that bride is for the harvest. No, you can do it, but make sure it's for the harvest. Everything must, must be about the harvest now. Amen. I say, oh, well, it's a long weekend. I'm going to Limpopo. Make it about the harvest. Hello? It has to be about the harvest. So start advising yourself now. Before the opportunity comes, that every opportunity make today because of the harvest. So show me where the fields are ripe. Show me the field that are ripe for today. Show me the field for harvesting today. Show me. That, is your, that should be your prayer on a daily basis. The fact that you woke up means that it's for the harvest. Because, to be honest, if we're not going to be 
if we're not going to be involved in the harvest, if, we, if we're not going to advance the kingdom of God, why should we be alive anyway? What, of what benefit? What are you adding? Apart from consuming oxygen and... What, what are you adding? Yeah. It's for the harvest. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you are alive because of the harvest. Yeah. You are healthy because of the harvest. You are blessed because of the harvest. So you, those of you that have quarreled with God because God did not do what you wanted, what have you done with what He wanted? Which He has been saying since. Mighty God, help us, Father. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. You know, I know that God has spoken to somebody this morning. I know that God has shown you with your unique situation how you can use your situation for the harvest. How you can use your circumstance for the harvest. Even that disadvantage you think you have, He can use it for the harvest if you give it to Him. If you give it to him, you say, Holy Spirit, take this. You are the combined and use it for the harvest. And you'll see what he'll do with it. Whatever it is you are gifted in, it's for the harvest. It's for the harvest. Use your relationships for the harvest. Use everything for the harvest. Use your career for the harvest. Use your business for the harvest. Just begin to talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to call uh, Prophet Zach to come and just you just pray, speak, whatever, you know, as just pray, 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 pray where you are. Just begin to pray, begin to pray. Manto caradia dos ande de de basia. He caros ande ribado sikete. Lebra dos ande de de basicato. Manda rasia doshakate. Ribado santikiti. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. The man of God taught us a great message this morning that came straight from the Lord. Say that God will ekbalo ekbalo us, which means to protect you. He will send you. God will not send you without a prayer to receive spiritual equipment. Amen. 
that you will be ready for the mission. It does anoint you for a purpose, as the word of the Lord told us this morning. The anointing is not for our benefit, but it's for the benefit of the kingdom. Amen. We see Moses called by God. God anointed him, not for his purpose, yes. but the purpose of freeing his people. Yes. The anointing that God is going to release, that is releasing upon your life this morning. Is exactly what you need. Yes. God does not call the qualify, but He qualifies those that He calls. That's right. So you are not less this morning, you are enough. Yes. Don't let the devil continue to lie at you that you are not. No, you are. Hmm. We are more than two, we are more than three in this place. Yes. And with the anointing of this house, with the equipment of the word of the Lord this morning, you are able to go and conquer. Jesus said, go and make my disciple. Go and be witnesses. Yes. A witness is somebody, it starts with your own life. Thank you, Jesus. Go and tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. Mm. And that itself can change the life of somebody. Yes, Lord. You please just stand on your feet and lift up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, 19, it says, Behold, I've given you authority right. to trample on serpent and scorpion over all the power of the enemy, yes. and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yes, Lord. As you go to the harvest, there is nothing that is going to harm you. Amen. Because God has already given you the power. He cannot send you somewhere that he has not prepared you from yes. that place. He cannot give you a message if, if he has not yet. He has already equipped you. Right. He's already empowered you. Yes. It's not for you to understand this morning Thank you, that the power is already with you this morning. You, lift Jesus. up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. I lift my hands to heaven. Hear my heart surrender. I tell my soul again, you are God of all. And though the seas are raging, you will speak and tame them. In you I put my trust, you are God of all. Father, I pray for your people this morning. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that they receive yes. the anointing. Mm. They receive the power. Thank you, Lord. They receive what is needed, Lord God, for each and every person. Yes. Lord, your word taught us this morning that everybody is different and you will use what we have for the purpose. Yes. Just like you used Peter, who was a fisherman, and yes. you made him a fisher, a fish, a fisher of fish, but you made him a fisher of men. Yes. This morning I pray for every man, every woman in this place. Yes, Lord. In whatever you have given them, let that gift be activated for the harvest. Yes, Lord. Lord God, that they will go even where they've never imagined. Thank you, Jesus. They will reach even where they've never imagined. Yes, Lord. 
they will go and possess the land. Yes, Lord. They will know they will go not just in word, mm. but I pray this morning that they will go also with manifestation. Amen. Every sick person they will meet shall be healed Amen. because we carry the power, we carry the anointing of Jesus. Amen. Every person that will be going through some situation because of their presence, because of your word this morning, because of the anointing upon the men of God, a solution shall be found. Lift up your hands correctly. Receive the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Receive the anointing of God. Thank you, Lord. Receive, receive it, receive it, receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Let it first begin to work in you. If there is anything in your life that is standing as a boundary for you to be able to go, right now receive the solution. Amen. Receive the solution. So you can be a tool that is ready, that is ready to work, that is ready to go with boldness, with power and anointing. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for that woman. I thank you for that man that you have equipped already this morning. And I know, Lord God, as we leave this place, we are not living the same. Your people are not living the same but they are living, Lord God, as laborers, ready to average. They will conquer Midrand. They will conquer Johannesburg. They will conquer the world. Thank you, Lord God, for they are servants. They are people that you have called in this place to do even greater things. Thank you you for the men of God. Thank you for the women of God. Continue to give them strength. Continue to give them power. They will not give up. They will not be discouraged. For you say, I shall be with you, Lord God. Be with them, Lord God, through everything. I pray for the church project. I pray for the new building. I pray for everything that you have already prepared. Thank you, Jesus. Man of God, God is making you a Noah in this place. He's making you a Noah and he say you will be the ark. You will build the ark. He's giving you the ark, the assignment, the vision you saw, the vision you have is surely from the Lord. As God is expanding your vision and, and expanding your faith, to a bigger place, to bigger plans and project, it will supply to every need. Amen. And God is, is, is establishing you in this nation to do his work. And he sees the heart that you have, the heart for the souls, the heart to see people being transformed and saved and to see people going to heaven. God has equipped you with that Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.